0: Well, praise the Lord. Here we are for another great Wednesday night united. We are uh, believing God for great things uh, in our hour of power, maybe a little over an hour of power uh, included with the offering there. But we want to continue that with this subject that we've been on. <coughs> excuse me. Ministering and receiving healing. Ministering and receiving healing. Acts chapter 10. Uh, There are two components, and we'll talk about these uh, more in depth tonight. Uh, But, of course, uh, healing is not only ministered, uh, healing must be received. And uh, that's the purpose of this series, is to get us in this understanding uh, that there's the two flows, the flow of ministering and the flow of receiving. And in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, It says Peter was preaching at the house of Cornelius, of course, and he said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. So we see that ministering healing was primary in the ministry of Jesus it was something that was primary it was a primary focus and so if it was primary in the ministry of Jesus it should be primary to us as well all right uh, the Lord said to me you remember I told you some weeks ago the Lord told me about the healing anointing on our lives and he said that that healing anointing was part of the supply that we bring to the body of Christ. And a key to receiving healing is to understand how much Jesus wants to heal. Now, very often, especially in our circles, we've heard a lot about that, how much Jesus wants to heal and how that, I've said it over and over again, the ministry of Jesus is God's will for all people for all time. And I believe that. But it's understanding how much that Jesus wants to heal. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 8. And we've been looking from the four gospels primarily uh, concerning the different encounters that Jesus had uh, where he personally ministered to people. Uh, Matthew 8 and verse 1. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. I like this in the Woosh Bible because it says, Behold, a leper having come and fell upon his knees... "...and touched the ground with his forehead in an expression of profound reverence before him, saying, Master, in the event that you, are, you may be having a heartfelt desire, you are able to cleanse me." And having stretched out his hand, he touched him, saying, "...I am desiring it with all of my heart. Be cleansed at once." And, of course, the Word says he was cleansed. So Jesus not only desired to heal this man, he desired it with all of his heart. All of his heart. And how many know Jesus has not changed? And so if Jesus desired to heal this man with all of his heart, Jesus desires to heal us with all of his heart because he hasn't changed. Amen. And so we see his desire. Remember, we said we need to understand how much Jesus wants to heal. The leopard said, if you, <clears throat> if you will, you can. And the woosh says, if you have a heartfelt desire. And Jesus reached out and touched him and said, I'm desiring it with all of my heart. With all of my heart. There are about 19 miracles Recorded in the four gospels where Jesus laid hands on the person or had personal interaction with them. About 19. All right? There are instances where he healed multitudes with his word, he healed them all. But of those 19, this is so interesting to me. Of those 19, in 10 instances, their faith was mentioned. In 10 of those 19 instances, their faith was mentioned. So the majority of people we see healed by Jesus, it was their faith that healed them. All right? As you have believed, according to your faith, your faith has healed you, so on and so forth. If this is how it was with Jesus' ministry, then that's how it will be with our ministry. All right? All right? A lot of people are more focused on people they know who did not get healed than they are on the stripes of Jesus and what He did for their healing. All right? Don't ever get your focus off by getting it on someone who did not get healed. All right? And get your focus more on them than you do on the fact that Jesus took stripes on His back and went to Calvary so you could be healed. Alright? Because understand something. When somebody doesn't get healed, I, I know that, that, that people always look for a reason. There is, there is always a reason. It may be a reason that I know. It may be a reason that I don't know, all right? There may be things that I don't know that I won't know till I get to heaven, all right? The, the, so there, there's always a reason. Don't get so focused on trying to figure out why that you overlook the fact that healing is a settled fact for us as believers, all right? It's a settled fact. For us as believers, for instance, when you you look in the Old Testament and it talks about uh, uh, the king uh, and it says that uh, he was diseased in his feet and it talks about how he died and it says that he died and it says this because he sought the physicians and not God. Now now understand something, that, that doesn't mean that he died because he went to the doctor or he died because God was upset because he went to the doctor. It means he put all of his trust in natural physicians who are limited and he didn't consult God about it. Alright? Alright? has nothing to do with him going to the doctor. has nothing to do with God being upset that he went to the doctor. But I've had people quote that scripture and say, yeah, that person died because they went to the doctor. No, that's incorrect. There was a reason that that person died, but it wasn't because they went to the doctor. Amen. You understand? And so people will be so busy looking for a reason that they overlook the fact that Jesus paid for their healing, that Jesus paid for their wholeness, that Jesus paid for their health. Hallelujah. Everything that Jesus said and did is a direct revelation of the will of God for all men for all time. Let let me say this, Lord, I'll say that, okay. And and you know, there, there are people that go home because they get tired I, I remember one time uh my father uh and and mother pastored in Clayton New Mexico for a number of years and uh, Clayton New Mexico is not the end of the world but you can see it from there and uh uh in any event uh we were living there in the 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 plains of New Mexico and pastoring a church my parents were pastoring and I was a teenager and uh there's a dear family in the church that had helped start the church that were so faithful. So faithful to the things of God. And uh, this dear woman had uh, had cancer. Uh, she, she, at the, the time that I'm talking about, she was battling cancer for the second time. Uh, the first time, uh, there had been a tremendous uh, miracle in her life. And uh, uh, God had touched her. And uh, this, this cancer came back. And... Uh, it was, it was a long-fought ordeal. And my father would go to the hospital, and he would stay there with her and pray with her and, and pray for her. And, uh, you know, it was just, according to natural circumstances, it was just progressing. And uh, she was, uh, uh, if you want to say asleep, it was, it was more of a... Of a of a coma really I mean because of what she was dealing with and my dad was there praying he had been there all night praying in her hospital room and uh, she woke up and reached over and touched him and she said Brother Steele she said let me go home and he said her name was Kathy he said Kathy I I just I don't want to let you go and she said Brother Steele, I'm tired. I want to go home. And Jesus said, the only thing that's keeping me here is your prayers. You understand? Now, what was the reason there? Why, why did she pass on and go to heaven? She wanted to go. She was tired. She wanted to go. All right? She wanted to go to heaven. Now, She made that choice. Sickness did not win. Disease did not win. She chose to go. So someone will hear a story like that and they'll say, well, I know that that woman had faith. Listen, I knew that woman. She was a very godly woman. Her husband was a very godly man. And they were good people that believed God. She got into a situation where she got wore out And she chose to go home. Amen. And I've I've learned over the years, I have to focus on what God said about healing for me personally and Jesus' desire to heal me. Because the question and the argument will come up, well, did, did Jesus desire to heal that woman? Of course He did. He had healed her once before. Of course He did. But she got tired. She got to the place where she decided, I don't want to fight anymore. I want to go on to heaven. And sometimes people get into that situation where they don't want to fight anymore and they just want to go to heaven. Amen. That doesn't mean that God didn't want to heal them or that God wouldn't have healed them. It doesn't mean that, that there are times that it's God's will to heal and, not, and God's will not to heal at other times. The reason is they got tired and they wanted to go home. That's the reason. There are other reasons in people's lives that I know, that I've seen, and that's not what I'm teaching on. My point is, is I've never got myself over looking at the reason and wondering why somebody else didn't get healed and lose my attention on the fact that Jesus paid for my healing. Amen. Now, in Luke chapter 5, we're going to read this same account. We'll read it from all the Gospels that it's in. And uh, Luke 5 verse 12. And it came to pass when he was in a certain city, a man, noticed full of leprosy. Who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And he put forth his hand, touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. Hallelujah. And he charged him to tell no man, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing according as Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to be healed by him of their infirmities. Now, Luke tells us that this man was full of leprosy. So this is an advanced condition. This is something that obviously there was no cure for it, no remedy, no help then. And this man is full of leprosy. So this is not just a minor issue. And then it says, multiplied thousands came to hear and be healed. They heard and then they were healed. We're healed by our faith. And faith comes by hearing. Alright. So the more you hear about healing, the more faith you have about healing. The more more you hear about Jesus' desire to heal, the greater your faith grows in His desire to heal. Alright. In Mark 1... In Mark's account of this, verse 40, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and said to him, I will be thou clean. Now, this man really lived And was really helped by Jesus. I told you some weeks ago that a turning point in my life was when I came to the understanding. And you know that these people really lived. This really happened. This man full of leprosy really came to Jesus. And he really said if you will you can cleanse me. And Jesus really put His hand on him and really said, I desire it with all my heart. And really healed him. Hallelujah. That's important. Well, Pastor, why is that important? Because it means Jesus will really heal today. If He really healed then, He'll really heal today. Very often, much of the Christian world look at the Word of God and what we're we're reading from the four Gospels and other instances, and they look at them as stories, stories, that, that, that this is good reading. You know, isn't it wonderful how Jesus went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil? And you remember the wonderful, beautiful story where Jesus healed the poor leper You know, Jesus touched the leper. No one else would touch him. Wasn't it wonderful our master Jesus healed that poor leper? Now, it might not be God's will to heal you, though. Because it's just a story. To them, it proves the love that Jesus had on the earth when he was here. But if Jesus doesn't change, then that love is still there It's still available. It's still operative. If Jesus really healed then, he will really heal now. Hallelujah. So important to see that. This is not a book of stories. All right, this is truth. Every every account is true, every account has a reason for being there, every account has a purpose. for being in the word of God. All right? And these accounts are to show us the purpose of God in the earth. And we we talked 2 weeks ago that 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 Jesus was not healing just to prove who he was. Because if if you'll notice here, it says And he straightly charged him and forthwith sent him away. Well, we see the command, the charge. He said, see that you say nothing to no man. Now, wait a minute. Why would Jesus do that? Because Isaiah said that when the Messiah came, that he was going to be gentle and meek and that a bruised reed, he would not harm, he would not break it. In other words, he would not make much of himself. I've heard people preach and say, well, we don't understand why Jesus said don't tell anybody. Because he wasn't drawing attention to himself. You understand? He was here doing the works of God. And and, and notice something, though. But he went out and began to publish it much. I've I've heard people preach about how this leper was disobedient. Listen, if you're full of leprosy, right? Full of leprosy. You're dying. You got running sores. You got peeling skin. You got scabs all over your body. You might be missing body parts appendages, maybe fingers, ears, nose. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. But it tells us he was full of leprosy. And you come to Jesus, and you are ceremonially unclean, standing back as far as you can, and Him still be within earshot of you. And you say, Jesus, if you will, right? I'm coming to you, and I'm getting on my face, and I'm putting my face on the ground. And if you will, you can cleanse me. And Jesus, the Son of God, the God of the universe, reaches out and touches your runny, scabby, peeling skin and says, I will, I desire it with all my heart. Be cleansed. You're going to go tell somebody. Because He did something for me that I couldn't do for myself. He not only healed me, He showed me He wanted to heal me. I wonder, sometimes I wonder, how many other lepers did He go tell? Not only did He heal me, He wants to heal me. He wants to heal you. Some of the other lepers were healed, that were healed might have been healed and came to Jesus because of this man's testimony. Now the Bible doesn't say that, but it's a, it's a good thought. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he he delivered the demoniac of the Gadarenes. The Bible says this. It says that when that man was delivered. That he wanted to go with Jesus. Well why did he want to go with Jesus? Jesus had delivered him. Jesus had set him free. But notice what Jesus said. He said no, 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 no. You go back home. And tell your family. And tell your friends. How great things God has done for you. And how he has showed you mercy. And that whole city wanted nothing to do with Jesus. But when he came back after that man had been delivered and went into the town, he came back and the whole city came out to hear him. Glory be to God. Amen. This man went and told somebody because he had encountered the compassion of Jesus. Amen. Oh, glory. Leprosy was and is a, a terribly deforming, debilitating disease. People in, with leprosy, you lose nervous sensitivity. All right. And, and, and uh, in other words, a person with especially advanced leprosy can put their hand on a hot stove and they don't know it. They lose nervous sensitivity. They can, they can uh, cut their foot so badly That they bleed to death and they don't know it. Because they've lost nervous sensitivity. I I heard one time that uh, most of the time lepers died from wounds that would become infected. Because they didn't know they had them. What do we see from this? It's of the devil. (laughs) That's devilish. Right? That's devilish. That's a horrible disease. It's a devilish disease. And notice... This man came to Jesus kneeling. Kneeling. Kneeling is an indication of humility. Kneeling is an indication of, of being humble. He came to Jesus kneeling. Hallelujah. See, pride will hinder your faith from working. Now, we talked about reasons earlier that some you know, people will talk about why so-and-so wasn't healed. Well, this can be one reason. It's not always the reason, but it can be one reason. Pride will hinder your faith from working. Because we don't tell God how to heal us. We do what He tells us to do. We're not in charge of the power, we're in charge of doing what we have to do to get in a position to receive it. Amen. God might ask us to stand up and worship Him. And we'll get healed. Well, if that's what He says, then don't ask to have hands laid on you. Just stand up and worship. That's the key. I remember one time many years ago, uh, my mother was, was facing a, a, a sickness, facing a disease. And... Um, it was very debilitating, and, and it, was, it was affecting her life. And, and later on, uh, down the road, uh, uh, they, they found out what it had been. But the point is, is uh, she was in such a, a state. They were traveling. She was in such a state that their friends and, and ministry friends began to be worried about her. I mean, she was losing weight, and she doesn't have any weight to lose. And uh, just basically uh, looked very frail and very thin and and got to the place where she couldn't even stand up through service she would have to sit uh in the chair and and be in service but she kept staying on the word and i remember uh they came to uh came through Kansas City and uh uh we had been pastoring about well maybe a year in the Kansas location and uh uh we were visiting with them and uh there were Other people that we knew that were trying to, uh, now understand why I'm saying this. They were trying to convince me to get my mother to do what they wanted her to do. And it just kept coming up in my spirit, she needs somebody to be in faith with her. She needs somebody to be in faith with her. And so we were talking and we were talking about the situation and and, and, and I, uh, I looked at her and I said, now mom, I said, here's, here's the thing. I said, uh, if you choose to go the natural route with this, I said, I'm with you. I said, but if you're going to continue your stand in faith and believe that's the way, now understand what I mean by this, and receive, and, and, and receive that way, whatever you choose, I'm with you. All right, And she made the decision to, to believe God for her healing. And they left and, and were, were on the road a couple more weeks and they were in a certain service. And uh, they, they walked up the aisle and, and, of course, by the time she got to the front row, she was just wore out. And so she sat down and praise and worship was going on. And the Lord spoke to her. And He said, if you will stand up on your feet, And worship the bleeding lamb of Calvary. I'll heal you right now. Amen. And she stood up on her feet. And raised her hands. Took all of her energy. And she began to worship God. And listen. From that moment. The power of God came into her body. And from that moment on. She was instantly healed. Never dealt with it again all symptoms went away. Everything went away. Now, understand why I'm saying that. God said, if you'll stand up and worship the bleeding lamb of Calvary, I'll heal you right now. So what was the key to her receiving her healing? Her obedience to do what God told her. Listen, I've I've learned something over the years. <clears throat> Very often, what happened? I've, I've, I've heard people say things like this where, you know, I don't believe you have to go to any one local church. I think you can just go wherever you want. Well, what that person is saying is I don't want to be obedient. I don't want to, I don't want to obey anybody. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to submit to anyone right well i'm just i 'm just going to pray and ask the Holy Ghost where I need to go that 's not in the Bible are right, you you don't get up on Sunday morning as a believer and say now holy ghost where where holy Spirit where do I need to go to church this morning? God will tell you what church you need to go to." and what church you need to be a part of, and what church you need to hook up to, so that you can bring your supply and receive of their supply. It is selfish to come to a church and receive of the anointing in that church, and receive of the anointing on the man and the woman of God in that church, and not hook up with that church and bring your supply. It's selfish. Ah, uh, hallelujah. You understand? Because God will, listen, that's pride that hinders people from receiving. Hallelujah. Now, I, I understand the different scenarios. I've had people invite people to our church that were from another church, and God would heal them, and they'd get healed and go back to their church. I have no problem with that. All right. But when you're just bouncing around from church to church, from ministry to ministry, that that could be one reason why things are not working in that person's life the way it should, because they're not submitted anywhere and 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 they're not humbling themselves and becoming a part of something bigger than them. Oh, glory. Might have lost my crowd, but. That's all right. If God tells you to go dip in the river for your healing, don't ask for prayer. Just get ready to dip. Amen. The prophet told Naaman, all you got to do is go to the Jordan River and dip seven times. And he had a problem with that in the beginning. And you know, if he wouldn't have went and dipped in the river, he'd have went home a leper. But thank God, he decided to humble himself and go dip in the Jordan. And the Bible says, he came forth cleansed. Oh, hallelujah. See, pride is the enemy of faith. Pride is the enemy of faith. Real humility goes along with faith. The most faith-filled people I know are some of the most humble people that I know. And, and, and humility is just simply not having an exaggerated opinion of you. Oh, glory. Amen. This man didn't care what anyone thought. It didn't matter. He was probably scaly, skin peeling, runny sores, boils. He didn't care. He came and he fell on his knees in front of Jesus. It didn't matter what anybody thought. It didn't matter what anybody said. Look at that guy. He's disgusting. Can you believe he's out in public? People like that shouldn't come out. He should be whatever. He didn't care. I want to get healed, so I don't care. Amen. Have you ever been in that situation where you so desperately needed something from God that you didn't care what anybody thought or what anybody said I'm going to receive what God told me that I could have, and I'm going to go get it in the name of Jesus. I I remember, even before I was pastoring, in the early days of our ministry, we were were, uh, associates at another church. And God began to move on my heart about the plan of God for my life. And he began to show me things from the Word of God. And he began to deal with my heart about things. And I, and I knew in my heart of hearts, I used to tell my wife, the only thing I want is God's plan for my life. That's all I care about. That's all I'm concerned about. And I set my face, I set my spirit to begin to seek God on a level that, never, that I had never done before. And I began to fast and pray and seek the Lord. And I, I went on an extended fast and fasted for a, a, a number of days. The, the number of days is, is unimportant. But the point is, I'm fasting, I'm praying, I'm seeking God. The, the, the power of God began to flow through our ministry like it never had before. People were getting healed, getting healed of cancer, getting healed of various diseases. Lives were being put back together. God was doing some things. And I cannot tell you the number of people that tried to talk me out of the pathway I was on. The pastor of the church that I was attending, that I was helping in, came to the church to the house and tried to get me to break my fast. Tried to try, They 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 said you're 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 going to extremes. But see, I was after something. It wasn't physical healing. I was after the presence of God in my life on a level that I'd never had it before. What I wanted was a visitation from God, not just in the church, in my life. And at that point, I could have cared less what they thought about me not eating. I could have cared less what they thought about the decisions that we were making. Amen. I didn't care what people thought. And 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 you know what people say get back to you. It gets back to you. Oh, he's going overboard. He's going too far. He's taking this to extremes. Now people were getting healed of cancer. Diseases were being healed. It, isn't it interesting? But they, they can only focus on the extremes. That they thought were extreme. The things that were going on that they thought were extreme. This man didn't care. I didn't care. I did not care what anybody thought. And, and that attitude has stuck with me. I don't care what anybody thinks about what I've got to do to get in a position to do for God, receive from God, hear from God, have what God wants me to have. This man didn't care. He came and he kneeled before Jesus, knelt before Jesus, fell on his knees, and he said, if you will. Now at this point, this man does not have faith to be healed. Because he believes something. Alright, he believed Jesus could. He believed he could. He, he, he probably heard that Jesus had healed others and believed that he could heal. But watch, yet he's not healed. Yet he's not healed. He believed Jesus could heal but questioned his will to heal. You see? You can perish believing god can heal because believing god can heal is not faith to receive healing just believing god can because it's always god's will to heal this account is a direct revelation of god's desire to heal a direct revelation it says that Jesus had was moved with compassion this this is so powerful to me because move with compassion it means your insides yearn it's something on the inside of you there's a yearning there's a desire to do something I I have compassion for this person. We say it this way, my heart just goes out to him. When Jesus looked at this leper, his heart just went out to him. His insides begin to yearn. The compassion of God came up in him. People who question God's desire to heal don't know him in that area. They don't know him that way. Because he's yearning to heal. Hallelujah. We need to work on the receiving end of healing, not the sending end, the receiving end. Brother Hagan told a story one time that there was a pastor and his wife, and the pastor's wife uh, had uh, terminal cancer. And uh, he said that him and his wife, Brother Hagan and his wife, and another Uh, minister and his wife they went to the house and were just spending time there praying they're praying around the clock for this woman and uh he said uh that they had a mattress that they had put in the living room uh where a couple of them would sleep him uh, a couple of the men would sleep and 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 uh the the man that was there with him and and then uh uh Sister Hagen, Miss Sister Aretha, and the pastor's wife—they would sleep in a, in another bed in another room. And he said, you know, they were there resting, and and uh, he said uh, they they had prayed for a number of days. And Brother Hagen, they they were there resting, and he said that he made the statement. He said, now he said we're missing it somewhere because he said I've never prayed this many this long, this many days about anything and not gotten an answer. He said, we're missing it somewhere. And this is when the Lord said to him, you need to focus on the receiving end and not the sending end. Amen. And he relayed the story how he went, they got up and went back in that woman's room and as they begin to, to pray for her, she began to talk about how unworthy she was. Right? And, and, and all of these, these things, unworthiness, guilt, shame, and, and the like. Now, I'm relating that for a reason. What was hindering her from receiving? The mindset of how she was not worthy. So, see, the Lord told him it's not a problem in the sending. you got to work on the receiving. And they worked on that and got that corrected. And She began to praise and glorify God. And and that's when the Lord told him, go to the foot of the bed and command that, that spirit, that spirit of infirmity that's attaching itself to her body to come out of her in Jesus' name. And he said, and I did. He said, I stood at the end of the bed, and I said, you foul spirit that's tormenting this woman's body, spirit of affliction, come out of her body now in the, in the name of Jesus. Now, his eyes were closed. And he said, that thing came out of her, and he said, the pastor standing right there to his right said, I felt that thing go past me. And it's like it just flew out the window. Amen. You know what that woman did? She got up out of bed. The women helped her to get dressed. She went out in the backyard and ate watermelon with them. Now how is that? One moment you're at death's door. You're terminal. And the next moment you're out eating watermelon. Amen. See it's, it's, it's ministering and receiving. Brother Hagin said healing... Is by degree. In other words, it's based on the measure of anointing ministered and the measure of faith receiving. The measure of anointing ministered and the measure of faith receiving. The point in healing is not what you feel. But that you believe you receive. Not did you feel it. But do you believe that you receive. Right. Very often in our circles. We talk about that a lot. Believe that you receive. But I'm learning something. And this is why I'm teaching on things like this. This is why I'm teaching on understanding how to fight the fight of faith. Because I'm seeing more and more. That a lot of people don't understand how to fight the fight of faith. I'm I'm understanding some things that everybody does not know how to believe that you receive. So the point is not, did you feel it? Notice Jesus did not ask this man, do you feel it? He laid hands on him and told him to be cleansed. All right? This man had to receive it. Glory to God. Amen. And he didn't, in the beginning, he could not have. But when Jesus said, I will, something changed. And when he laid hands on the man, the man was cleansed. So healing is by degree. The degree of anointing ministered and the measure of faith receiving. The measure of faith, receiving. I've talked about, uh, I was given the testimony in healing school yesterday. My Lord, we had a powerful healing school yesterday. People got healed. People got healed in that service yesterday at at 1030 here uh, uh, at the Arkansas location. And a powerful move of God. And I was relaying this story because somebody was dealing with the same situation. Of 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 Brother C. Pitnick, who is standing in the back of the church. And the doctors have told him there's no cartilage in your knee. It's just age and wear and tear. No cartridge, no cartilage in your knee. And the only thing that we can do is we can give you these cortisone shots, but to 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 fix it, if you're going to have any quality of life eventually, we got to replace the knee. Hallelujah. Well, he asked me to believe with him, and I did. God would heal that. Well, it was on a Sunday morning. It was on a Sunday morning. And you know how it gets there on a Sunday morning sometimes. I mean, we were just bouncing off the walls. The anointing was flowing. And the Lord began to talk about rejoicing. And He began to talk about being joyful. And the Holy Spirit began to encourage us to dance, to shout, to run, to jump. All right? Because we've received from God. Well, you know, Steve's standing in the back. He's one of our main ushers. He's standing in the back. And all of a sudden, I saw him. He just, he just took off running down the side aisle, ran up on the platform, jumping all over the platform, jumped off the platform, ran back down the other aisle. Glory to God. And then, of course, towards the end of service, I had people come testify if the Lord touched them. Well, he was one of the first ones up there. And he said, I'm not sure everything that happened. He said, but you know, he said, I was standing back there and you were encouraging us to jump and shout and glorify God. And he said, I begin to feel something like rubber bands popping in my knee. And he said, and the pain went away. And th- that's when he started running. Hallelujah. Well, he went back to the doctor because he, he's got to go to the doctor regularly to get these shots. And, and I always tell people, don't quit going to the doctor just because you feel better. Amen. Go to the doctor. uh, uh, Your healing will stand verification. And the doctor will will, will look at you and verify you've been healed. He went in there and he had his his knee up ready for that shot. And the nurse came in. She said, Steve, wait a minute. She said, "Uh, uh, I need you to look at something. We're not going to do this. I need you to look at something. He said, okay, what is it? And she took him and showed him the x-rays of his knee. And he said, okay. And she said, see all this white substance? He said, yes. She said, that's cartilage. Your body has regrown cartilage. But then she told him something. But, Steve, that's impossible. Because once you wear out the cartilage, your body can't renew it. But his did. You understand? Now, now why did that happen? That healing anointing was flowing. There were other people that needed a touch in their body that didn't receive in that meeting. But he did. Others did. They received it. They received it. Wanting it is not receiving it. Desiring it is not receiving it. Do, Do you understand this? But if I will receive it. I believe I have received. Hands were laid on me. And right now. The healing anointing is in my body. Effecting a cure. Amen. What am I doing with that? I'm keeping the switch of faith turned on. And every time you think about it. Every time you think about it, amen, if it's a certain part of your body, every time, every time you feel a symptom, every time you see something, you say, nope, hands were laid on me Sunday night and right now the healing anointing is in my body affecting a cure because I believe I have received. I believe I have received. So the point in healing is not what you feel, but that you believe you receive. But that you believe, you receive. This is so important. Because that, that, that will determine how far that healing anointing can go. Amen. I, I was laying hands on people yesterday in healing school. And uh, I, I could say probably almost everybody I laid hands on. But I, but I came to one person in particular and, and laid hands on them. And it, it wasn't just that healing anointing was flowing into them. It was like they had a vacuum turned on. And it was, it was just being sucked out of me. They were ready to be healed. Amen. And they got it. They, they, they told me they came there with, with, with uh, uh, great pain in their body. And when hands were laid on them, it left. Hallelujah. They received it. They received it. So our job is work on the receiving end. Not so much thinking about why didn't something happen as much as determining what can I do to receive it more. What can I do to receive it? You know, uh, I'll end with this. I was talking with somebody one time and I I I was just a kid. I couldn't have been, oh, I couldn't have been 20, I guess, maybe, maybe, maybe not, maybe, maybe 18. I might have been 20. I think I was more like 18. And I was talking to a a very wise older man that helped me immeasurably in my life. And uh, I was talking to him about a certain situation. And about other people that were doing things and, and, you know, they're doing this and they're doing that. And they looked at me and, and very kindly they said, well, you know, I have found that it's important to always ask myself, what can I do to make things better instead of focusing on what everybody else needs to do to make things better? Where your healing is concerned... Stay centered up on what do I need to do to continue to receive the healing power of God flowing through my body on a consistent basis. What do I need to do to receive it? What do I need to do to walk in it? And you'll see it working on an even greater level. And keep the switch of faith turned on. Make that your declaration. Hands were laid on me. I received my healing at this point in the name of Jesus. It's a settled fact and then never go back on that. And never go back and begin to question. Well, there's symptoms or there's this or, or there's that. And, and, and if I was healed, this is why is this still here? And these different things. No, you have received because it's God's will to heal. Hands were laid on you and you have received it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Say out loud, hands were laid on me and I'm healed in Jesus name oh hallelujah i believe